1: Good morning and welcome, Pick the Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, on this Monday. I hope it finds you all. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we're gonna have rain in the valley most of the week. Uh, we, one of the few places we, we actually, uh, well, we're not. We'll do a rain dance if we have to. We'll take all the water we can get. Snow in the high country. Yeah, get your snowboards and your skis out. Head up to Flagstaff. Uh, how about the the playoffs this weekend? You know, some things never change. You know, when I was younger, the Buffalo Bills—they went to four Super Bowls. Jim Kelly was the quarterback, and they—they they lost everyone. They—they they, they went over. Uh, and uh, yesterday, the Bills and the Chiefs played again, and, and uh, the Bills are are over against the Chiefs, and it came down to the last second. Uh, the Bills had a, a a field goal attempt to send it into overtime, and it was wide right. Um, the only Super Bowl they had a chance on winning, their kicker missed it wide right. Uh, the names have changed, Jason. Uh, but the same old Buffalo Bills, I guess, uh, some good football playoffs there, at least some exciting games.
2: Yeah, I didn't watch as much this week, but, uh, uh yeah. I mean, there's always the questionable refereeing and uh, how teams get into position <laughs> to win by one score week after week. You know, what happened to the dominating team that blew everybody out all the way to the Super Bowl? What happened to those? Really good teams, right? That's uh, right. The, yeah, mediocrity, parody. right? They got mediocrity. Yeah, parody. Parody,
1: mediocrity. You got, you said it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Allamericangold.com is the website. We gave you the weather. We gave you the sports. Uh, now it's time to talk about the financial stuff. Uh, it is Monday. We've got Joey Beckler's Haven't had him for for a while. We had the holidays, and then uh, he's been super. Busy. Listen, uh, you got uh, you got to have people in your corner. We talk about being diversified. We talk about the need, right, to have uh, your four hundred one k's, IRAs, making sure uh, you're set up financially, especially when when you get closer to retirement. Talking about taxes, uh, maybe you got to hand down things. You got property to hand down. You got investments to hand down. You got whatever it may be. uh, You want to make sure uh, that you're doing it right. And, and, and maybe you've been doing it right. Uh, and you're just too risky in in your portfolio. You need to find these things out. That's what, uh, Joey does, uh, for all of our listeners out there, Joey, it's been a while. Good to have you back.
3: I know it's been a long time and it's absolutely wild, but thanks for good to be back. I'm looking at my calendar. It's already almost February. Um, Time is just flying by, and it's super important that as we're entering this new year, we're entering tax season for a lot of people that we're just getting things situated right now and getting a game plan going into the rest of the year. And quite frankly, as people start to enter retirement or are in retirement, we really want to make sure with everything you've done, a lot of people do a great job of saving How do we make sure we implement those dollars and make sure there's more room for error in your retirement space. But most importantly, let's reduce the tax liability. Let's make sure you're doing things more efficient in that space. And overall, we're just helping our clients get a game plan in place, whether it's being more tax efficient, diversifying their accounts, getting all their 401ks into one spot. Um, you talked about passing down wealth. How do we do that legal planning? We do everything. But really what we want to do is just make sure we're helping our clients tackle what it is they're trying to tackle in the team. And eventually, after a longer relationship and us working together, we'll attack other areas of planning and opportunity. But I think the most important thing is to help people out here that are listening today. If there's something that's on your mind that you're trying to fix or you're wanting to figure out, give us a call. Let's have a conversation about it and let's help you get on the right track and take a step forward with your financial planning, I think you would be amazed about the progress you can make just by making a tweak or two of things you're doing and not adding on more money or saving day-to-day.
1: are constantly changing. Uh, people that have, uh, you know, especially nowadays, it's a little different. The job market's different. Uh, people don't normally work for the same company for 20, 30, 40 years like they did in the past and, and they're, they're job hopping. They're three years at one place, five years at the next, two years, eight years uh, and they, they've got all of these different 401ks uh, and, and one of the things that people don't realize is by having them in all these different places, you're probably paying way more fees than you need to pay uh, and you're not being as tax efficient as you as you can be and, and these are simple things uh, that people can correct just by reaching out to you.
3: Yeah, these are simple things that we can help all of our clients get done and figured out. You know, last week, I have a a client who who switches companies every two years. He's a contractor. We just rolled over six of his 401k accounts. That's all in one spot. He's not getting destroyed by fees, as well as he now has a properly diversified portfolio that he gets to look at all other five accounts. We're doing different things. They weren't singing together in a symphony. And he was also having to log into eight different accounts, have eight different passwords and usernames. And that can be a pain in the butt for people. Let's simplify things. Let's put it all in one place. One, so it's easier for you to track. But two, we want to make sure you've done a great job of putting that money in the way to a 401k. Let's make sure that money's working the way it needs to be and the way you want it to be rather than sitting on the sidelines and you're losing money and taking unnecessary risks.
1: We'll be right back with with more with Joey, and then Jason and I will get into the week when we return. 800 Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday. Uh, we've got Joey with us from Northwestern Mutual. Uh, one of the big selling points, they're not a bank. They didn't need to be a bank. You know, think about, uh, you know, like Schwab and, and Goldman and all these other, they all had to become banks. During the last financial crisis, so they could get money, so they didn't want to have to go uh, out of business. Uh, Northwestern Mutual, uh, believe it or not, I mean they're, ranked, they're rated higher than the federal government. If you can believe that, it's just uh, one more layer, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that you rather have uh, money sitting there than uh, at these financial institutions. As we've watched, you know the the FDIC, all the big fines that these banks had to pay for silicon valley and these other banks uh, that have gone under uh, jason i've been talking a lot about hey in the next 60 days uh, the banks which have been borrowing you know what they're approaching now uh, well over 150 out of their way to 200 billion dollars uh, to pretend that they're they're solvent joey we're seeing a lot of people Moving money out of banks uh, into money market accounts—they're—they're uh, they're trying to find uh, places to 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 put their money. You guys do that as well. We we do all of that as well, and, and we're not a bank,
3: which is fantastic. And, and I share the same fears as everyone listening today about the banks. I have a checking account at my bank, and that is it. I don't keep that much money in it. All of my money is sitting. With Northwestern Mutual, whether it's a money market account or other different instruments, at the end of the day, if I want my money, they're going to give it to me the next day. There's no question that banks are going to ask and do all these different things to keep their money there. That won't happen with us. And more importantly, with it being a privately held company, I mean, they are so highly regulated at doing the insurance business as well that they're investing as conservatively as anybody can imagine. Uh, And for listeners here on KHNC Radio, I don't think there's a better company out there that aligns with our conservative values. One, making sure we protect our principle and the things we've built. Or two, making sure we're growing our wealth so that it's doing what we need it to do. Uh, Northwestern is a fantastic company. They've been around for 170 years. Every single year, they pay dividends to their policy owners. Like no company can say they've done that. And when you want to partner with a company, you want to work with somebody, you want to make sure they have your best interests at heart. And if a company has that track record for 107 years, I feel like they've proven that they do that day in and day out consistently with all the clients they utilize. Uh, so I urge everybody, you got a ton of money in the bank. right? You're at the... FDIC limit, you're above 250000 Northwestern has SITC, which is 500000 and So we insure our accounts even more than the banks do as well. But we also operate at Northwestern with a ton of cash on hand. Every month, they're bringing in $3 billion just from their insurance revenue. They have more cash on hand, which allows them to buy into these different bonds as interest rates go up and down. They're always buying the better-yielding bonds, which these banks and other companies can't do because they're constantly investing every dollar they get. So I urge everyone, you've had the conversation with your spouse, you've been thinking about the legal planning or retirement planning or how to set up your account, reach out to me at my personal self, which is 602-909-9048. Again, that is 602- Nine zero nine nine zero four eight. If I don't answer, just leave me a voicemail or a text, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, but I really do think there's not a person out there that we can't help put in a better position than they were yesterday.
1: Well, and I love you know the your insurance side uh, half a million, not two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, just uh, just another one of the examples of. Of why uh, we love Northwestern Mutual. I know, Joey, I know you're busy. Uh, thank you f- so much for, for being able to spend some time with us uh, this Monday. Hopefully, we'll have you back next week uh, if you're looking at uh, getting some financial advice make sure you reach out to them 602-909-9048 uh, and especially all those 401ks you got get them all in one place they, they charge you a lot higher fees when you no longer work for them they change the tax law so Joey can educate you on all that stuff 602-909-9048 nine oh four eight uh but jason we've got you know a slower week this week we won't have a lot of fed talk this week but we are going to get at the end of the week we'll get Fourth quarter GDP, uh, which I think, you know, it'll be a decent number. Uh, not, it won't be 5%, but, but probably somewhere around 2 maybe 2.5% two on GDP. And then uh, that's on Thursday. Then on Friday, we'll get another shot, another look at some inflation data. And I think that's kind of what the markets are going to be focused on this week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh... – We'll, we'll we'll see where those numbers go because uh, we're slowly moving into this election season. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of the I, I don't uh, watch a lot of the stuff uh, on the primaries, but I, I dabbled in a little bit of it. Man, are they are they trumpeting the emergency calls when it comes to this election? And they're they're, oh boy. they're making it sound like the, the balance of the world is on this election. It's uh, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> they really do. It, it's incredible. Uh, you know, Desantis is out now. Uh, so I guess Nikki Haley's the last one left, and uh, I, I think she's about done a, a, as well, right? So I guess they're counting on New Hampshire, which uh, kind of always votes a little a little funny to begin with, but uh, it sure looks like. It, and we'll see what happens, uh, what, what other legal moves they can try. But uh, again, I, I don't know. I, Trump, Biden, and, uh, and then you got to – you know our. R.F.K. Right, he's going to be on the independent side.
2: Yeah, we'll see about Nikki Haley hanging in there all the way to the end. I get this feeling she's going to take her three percent or eight percent and go all the way to the convention. Just, just, just yeah, see just what see, happens, right? You know,
1: right. Get, get hey, some make it to the convention, Anything to, can happen.
2: Right. Yeah, get those billionaires
1: to, to finance it, just to say, hey, listen, when we get to the convention, uh, they can all vote for you. Right, because remember, you know it is a little interesting that well, hey, we this is who we pick, but then they go to the convention. It doesn't have to go that way. They can pick whoever they want.
2: Yep. So let's just see how it pans out. That would be chaos. Oh my gosh! I hope hope eight percent. Nikki Haley wins it. Well, just see. That, it. That it just would, seems so, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen between now and these conventions. But uh, yeah, so the markets, I don't think will react too much to these early months. Uh, I think we've pegged the end of March as as far as some really turbulent economic times, which I think will bleed into right. the geopolitical. I was I was just looking at stuff with World War II and and other confrontations throughout history. It always starts like a year or two or three years before the big war happens. So so what do we have? We have twenty twenty two. We have Ukraine. And now uh, we we have 2020, late 2023 with with, with Israel. The, these things can take a while to, to sort of boil. And uh, I guess 2024 is kind of like the, the right time frame. So we'll, we'll see, Joe, because we know how economically things are going to get messed up. There's no way they want that to be the leading uh, news article in every paper in the world that the Fed and central banks have ruined the world's economy. They don't, they're not going to have that.
1: Yeah, uh, I know there was a U.S. military base got hit in Iraq. Uh, over the weekend, uh, how many bombings of, of Yemen until we officially say that, uh, the war has expanded, right? I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, apparently the, the Houthis there, uh, they, they've decided that if you're a Russian or Chinese ship, you're safe. Everybody else, uh, <laughs> you better buckle up and it started to have an effect, you know, shipping rates have gotten, uh, Gotten more expensive. I know uh, uh, in Russia uh, they had one of their natural gas terminals got hit. Uh, we'll have to see if that's going to uh, possibly have an effect. It did, it just kind of has that feeling like uh, you know what 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 strike what 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 needs to happen uh, for this thing to grow. Let's hope that it doesn't. In uh, some economic data today, uh, we did get the leading economic indicators. And this is one of these ones where when it stays negative for long periods of time, th- then you get the, the big, you know, the boom and bust. Uh, when you get the bust, when the LEI, the leading economic indicators, and, and the bond yield, the inverted bond yield curve, uh, when they the longer they stay that way the, the that's when you get the big bust. So the two biggest busts in history the financial crisis 07, 708 and then of course the uh, stock market crash in you know 1920 the depression of the 30s. those are the two biggest the leI. Uh, down again today. It is now the longest losing streak since Lehman, so since the financial crisis. So we've now essentially uh, got the the second longest streak uh, ever on the on the leading economic indicators. Uh, it dropped again. Uh, the uh, the biggest contributor for it being positive was. Gains in the stock market. So right, we you know we had uh, d- December was a you know we had that big year-end rally on the Fed's going to cut rates. Unfortunately, the biggest negative was new orders, and, and I kind of you know it, it is kind of interesting, right, Jason? Wait a minute, we got the stock market flying, and then companies are saying, but you know business isn't so great.
2: No, I, I, you know, I know small businesses around here that I've been in contact with. Uh, I, I, I've been following since COVID what their 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 ups and downs and ups and downs have been, and uh, it was about halfway through last year uh, when all these all these businesses either slowed to a crawl or they slowed significantly. And it, but the funny thing is, Joe, at the beginning of twenty twenty three, these guys were. These guys are busy to the hilt, you know, just months out of, of customers. Right? If, if it's a contractor, now they're a week out, two weeks out at most. Uh, some of these guys have no customers coming in. It's, 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 it's showing a, a tremendous slowing going on, Joe. It's, uh, it's, it's going to come to a. It's gonna, it's gonna bubble up even worse. You know, some of these small companies aren't going to make it through 2024. You know, this, these kinds of boom and bust cycles usually weed out all the small banks. All the small businesses, a lot of them just go to the go to the way of the wind. The wind just blows them out of, of the economy. I, 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 you know, just feel a little bit of fear of, of how many of these small businesses are actually be operating here in the near future. These, you see these. I go to Costco and it seems like they sell the entire world there, right, Joe? Right. It sure seems like that's where we're headed in a fast way.
1: Well, we made the mistake of going to Costco this weekend. Don't go to Costco on the weekend. That—that's my—that's my—that's going to be my, my new rule. I told my wife, "That's it. I'm never going to Costco on the weekend again." I'm sure I probably will, but uh, yeah, in that place, right? Costco's busy. It, it, it's busy. You're like, man, this 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 is. Look how busy it is. But you're right. It's the, the smaller businesses uh, that seem to be struggling right now, and and it's interesting as we you've you got to remember. The Fed has been taking money out of the economy. We, we, we had this uh, huge surplus of money that was created by COVID that's cut, that's winding down, right? It's almost out. That's why we keep talking about March. March is kind of like, okay, all that excess money runs out. Then what happens? Uh, bank, bank lending actually fell last month and that's a, a big indicator when loan volumes start dropping uh at the banks that that that's you know that's growth in the future where that, that's companies saying hey i want to borrow money because i'm going to be building i want to start building i'm going to build a new plant or i'm going to expand or i'm going to buy new equipment uh things of that nature jason and and, and it's starting to, to really start to slow down uh, it, and again that's why the, the Wall Street keeps thinking there's got to be rate cuts coming because the plumbing for the financial system. Remember, Lehman Brothers went under. Why? It was the plumbing of the financial system that wasn't working. That's what they're worried about happening again. Pick the Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Granddaddy was a hillbilly scholar, blue collar of a
0: man. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir. Yes, ma'am, by God be
1: dark. 80-9510592. A quick look in. Uh the Dow is up today, up 150 points. Uh the ps up sixteen. The NASDAQ's up seventy-four. Uh the bond yields have come off today. Uh, kinda it's crazy how they move 409 uh on the bond yields crude oil's up a dollar 60 i think a lot of that having to do with what's going on uh over there in yemen uh gold's down uh, three dollars right now 2026 silver's off 40 cents at 22 dollars 28 cents. uh and then crypto taking on the chin today uh bitcoin down uh, Twelve hundred points. Uh, don't forget our, about our friends over at Y Refi. Right, up to ten point two five percent fixed rates of return, not correlated to Wall Street. So another way to diversify, right? You got to have your gold and silver. Right, get your money with Joe. Check out Y Refi. Right, Th- these are ways that you can really be smart. Uh, and get great rates of return, not correlated to Wall Street. It, it, they don't care if the Fed raises rates, lowers rates, uh, if the government goes another $2 trillion, $3 trillion, $4 trillion into debt. They don't care about any of that stuff. Now, the, you got to have a minimum of $50,000, uh, but check them out. InvestYRefy.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com. Or just call them at 888 888- why refi 24? And speaking of debt, Jason, a blowout number, uh, on the deficit in December, uh, next week, the treasury needs to have another special auction, uh, where they need to sell more debt because all as they did is drain their checkbook and they need to, to restock it again. So think about this. I mean, the deficit could have been even worse if the treasury, you know, let's just say they started with 700 billion and then they said, Hey, we went, we went another $140 billion into debt in December. Well, but wait a minute. You don't have $700 billion in your checkbook. They have, you know, who knows? What is it? Maybe they got 580, 575 billion. So, uh, I mean, you really went into debt a lot more than that, didn't you, right? And this is every, you know, two, three times a year now, Jason. They need to reload the checkbook. That is coming next week. They'll probably be able to take, hopefully... I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully take the next quarter off because that's, the, you know, April 15th, right? Taxes uh, to be paid. Uh, but this is something now. This is becoming the norm now where the Treasury, hey, two, three times a year, uh, we need to have these special events uh, to keep the uh, money in the checking account of the federal government.
2: Yeah, the government's kind of like uh – kind of like a, a preteen or a teenager, you know, waiting for allowance to show up every few months. <laughs> That's, isn't that what it is? Waiting for grandma to slip a little something into the check-in account so you have some spending money. Isn't that how it feels? We, we have uh, we have children running the uh, running the budgets in the, in the federal government, always waiting for some extra money to come in. It's obviously not that the tax revenue ain't doing it, right, Joe? It's not the tax revenue doing it. It's always just uh, grandma putting a, uh, the lunch lady, right? The lunch lady, Jenny, all slipping a little extra into the into grand grandson's checking account to, to to pay for a few extra toys to blow things up, right? Yeah, and
1: and uh, it's something where uh, as we continue to struggle here, now we're still doing it. Let's not kid ourselves; we're still selling our debt. But every year it gets a little harder. A little harder, a little harder. We're seeing all these central banks buying gold, right? So, what are they getting rid of? Dollars. We're seeing the emergence of bricks. Well, there was a big article over the weekend about uh, them making new inroads now in Africa, where now the use of the Renembi. Uh, is starting to gain momentum as China. Well, let's face it, right? They're 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 the ones putting money in there. They're they're the ones uh, investing in these African nations and in the trade. It's all having an effect, right? It's. I don't think it's any one thing. Obviously, the amount of deficit. This is ridiculous. You know, you, you go into this kind of debt in an emergency. We're going into more debt than we did during the financial crisis. I mean, think about that, right? I mean, think about when everybody was was losing their homes. We didn't go into this much debt. We, we were warring in Iraq and Afghanistan, and we didn't go into this kind of debt, I mean, we're we're talking about the only year worse was when we decided, hey, nobody can go to work and let's shut down the economy. Otherwise, Jason, this this is record-level deficit spending, and it's just not sustainable. Uh, And and look at the the difficulties we have now. You know, they they can't even pass a budget. Because what's the point? Right at the end of the day, uh, they all know the spending's gotten ridiculous.
2: But yet they still want more, and they still want to raise their allowance uh, every few months. Every few months more, more. It's uh, it's worse than a drug addict, Joe. I mean, I, I see drug addicts to have more more control over their habit than these guys. They want more, Joe. They just want more. What is a comment I heard? Uh, I saw a comment about the uh, uh, the un the unpayable d- debts, and they're like, "Well, it's not really unpayable until you don't pay it." <laughs> That right. was the comment. Right. It's not really unpayable until you don't pay it. <laughs> oh, we're waiting for that day, right, Joe? And, and one of these days, they will it, it won't be called a bankruptcy, but it's coming. We had a bankruptcy in 1933. We had a bankruptcy in 1971. You know, we're we're due. We're overdue for the next one. And they'll call it something else, right, Joe? They'll great reset right. or whatever. Oh,
1: you know, right.
2: New currency. It's a new currency, right? That, that's it's a new currency.
1: Whatever they want to to put on That's why we keep telling you. Having excess money, you heard Joey say it, right? Having excess money in these banks is not, it's just not a great place to be because this whole thing is predicated on it. It's a debt money system. I mean, this this is the problem when, uh, you know, wh- why did our founding fathers not want to have the bankers be wary of the money changers? Don't let them be in charge because they knew that this is how it works, right? the The Boston Tea Party, believe me. Had nothing to do with tea and taxes. It had to do with fiat money, script money. I mean, that's that's what it had to do with. And, and Jason, we're we're facing it again, and and there's no good choice. I, I at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I guess at this point, what do you do? Right. Well, you're doing two trillion. What's two and a half? Right. Uh, well, how about three trillion? Right. For what's the alternative? Obviously, uh, could you imagine what? What could the government even cut to get a balanced budget? That's the. You know why no one talks about a balanced budget? Because they're like, well, we, we're going to get rid of Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid? I mean, that, that, that's kind of what we're talking about. Paper Radio News Hour, Finals. No, not final set. Got a couple more statements. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592. to people out there, all you preppers out there. I know there's a lot of you out there. For those of you that... Uh, are smart enough to think that hey, you know what? I see the writing on the wall. A right. it digital, it's coming. It's just that's the next step here for the banks as these debts are. I mean, it's incredible. Think about it. Every 90 days, here's a trillion dollars. Here's a trillion, another trillion, right? Oh, oh, wait, it was a revenue. It was a revenue quarter. Oh, it's only half a. It's only half a trillion in debt, and, and the numbers just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, listen, 2026, 2027, we got a Medicare, Medicare, M- Medicare, Medicaid problem that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, by 2030, believe me, we got a Social Security problem. It's 2024. People need to wake up and realize what's happening out there. Uh, We got silver uh, down about 40 cents right now. Uh, We've had silver dimes on sale over the weekend at $95 a roll. I just changed them. $90 a roll. You buy 25 rolls or more of dimes, $85, which, I mean, Jason, I – it's just incredible when you think about uh, being able uh, to do that at $85. You're talking about paying like $23, a little over $23.75, right? And you got spot silver at at $22.35. Yeah, it's,
2: just, it's a great time to buy. It's been a great time to buy the last uh, couple of years. And I'm just going to keep on urging people. It's it's begging for you to buy it and i i'm surprised at the uh, the lack of customers that we should have during such such a period but uh... the day's coming joe and it's probably coming later this year when when it starts to move and when it starts to move it ain't gonna stop moving for a while and we're gonna see all-time record highs in silver all-time record highs in gold and the the price on silver dimes being below a hundred dollars a roll is gonna seem laughable but a couple of years from now if we're, if our if our memories are strong enough, we'll be like you know, I remember just for that short time, we got under a hundred dollars for a roll the dimes back in twenty twenty four. You know, the, oh, the beginning of that cycle, yeah, yeah, the threat, the beginning of that cycle, right? Because that cycle's starting this year, Joe. I'm I'm convinced uh, at some point this year you're going to see things take off, and uh, it's because the Fed can't control uh, a dying fiat currency. They're going to have to change it. They're going to have to bankrupt the whole thing and disguise it as, oh, we don't need these Federal Reserve notes. We need this digital currency and these other things we're going to tweak. And it, 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 ain't, it, ain't, it ain't our fault. And uh, it'll take off, Joe. It, it'll take off. I like guess you look at 1933 when they immediately changed it from $20 for an ounce of gold to 35 essentially doubling it. Right. And then in 1971, right. if you look at $40 an ounce for gold, and just a few years later, it's like 800 300, and 300 $400 an ounce, depending on the year. That's coming right now. People don't it's it's just history repeating itself and it's it's a short history. It's less than a hundred years, Joe, that we're looking at this.
1: Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. How bad is it when it comes to the you know, and I keep talking about the plumbing of, of the system, the debt money system. In an attempt now to try to hide How bad things are. As we told you, this emergency lending program from the banks ends in March. By the time we get to March, at the pace we're going, we're going to be well over 200, maybe 250. Heaven forbid if we get to $300 billion. The FDIC's got like $120 billion. That's it. But then... It shifts and they're going to have to go to the discount window. And this is a window that tells you that, Hey, the banks are in trouble. You don't want to be a part of it. Regulators now are are making an attempt that is going to force all the banks to use the discount window as a way to uh, change the perception and, and the, the stigma that comes with having to use it. In other words, so now here's their latest trick. Hey, well, if we just force every bank to use the window, uh, therefore uh, you won't know uh, who the bad banks are. Of course, they don't tell you who's using it. But But Jason, I think this is another indication. They already know what's coming. And my guess is the reason why this is happening, why they're talking about, hey, let's let's come up with a way that forces every bank to have to use it. My guess is hundreds, maybe thousands. And, you know, we only got four thousand banks may have to go and start using this facility, Jason, just to stay in business.
2: Yeah. Well, and. and uh well, they're going to close these facilities down, you know, pretty soon. So that, why don't we get the feeling they've got something planned at the end of this one? But you're right. You're right. At the end of this facility, the, these this is a reserve that's there because of what happened in 2020, you know, the the, the massive, massive printing that happened in 2020. So uh, this this is what's left over from that. So, I, I mean, I guess we're heading for another one of these. Are we heading for like a, hey, we're going to print $8 trillion this time? And uh, amidst what emergency are they going to mask this one? Because I really think the, the COVID meltdown was was very much about covering an economic mess more than it was actually trying to uh, public safety worldwide. It was a worldwide economic well, mess. They just yeah they, they didn't want to look like the housing crash, yo.
1: I think it's coming again. Um, not only will yeah. the repo uh, end, obviously because it runs out of money, uh, the Quantitative tightening is going to end. We're going to go right back to quantitative easing. That's just my guess. Because you got to understand why are the banks using these facilities? And it's very simple. They don't have the liquidity to pay all the payments that need to be made. And if they sell the, the, the debts, they lose money. They're essentially—I mean—it's classic definition of of insolvency, right? We don't have the money to pay our bills, and the stuff we can sell, right? We're going to lose our, you know what, and go out of business. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Final segment. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason. Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday. And news uh, over the weekend. Now they're they're trying to figure out a way to force all the banks to use the discount window. Uh, and again, why do you use the discount window? Why do you use the emergency bank, uh, fund? The answer is simple. You have people that are either one of three things. Hey, I'm paying bills. Right. So money's coming out of my account. I'm pulling money, right? Hey, I, I just got too much money in this bank. I, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to diversify. Big depositors, right? And and then uh, the the last of of this is just simply, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, profits are down. The my average balance is just less, right? So I'm paying bills. I'm pulling deposits. My average balance is just less. There's less money for these banks and they don't have enough. They don't have enough. Normally what they're supposed to do is sell their debt. Right? We talked about this tier one, tier two, tier three. The problem that they have is all of these banks, all of them, all of that debt's underwater. So in order for them To to do it, think think about what we're talking about. Let's just say a a bank they're a billion dollars short today. They got to they got to sell a billion dollars. No matter what they pick, right? They're like, man, well, we're going to lose a hundred million dollars on this, right? If if we got to sell ten billion dollars, we're going to lose a billion dollars. Where the vast majority of these banks, it's one thing for J.P. Morgan, uh, B of A, right? The bigger banks, they can do that. But you know what? We've only got like like eight of those, really. More like six. Because then you got like Goldman and Schwab and all these. I mean, we don't really have that many real big banks. The vast majority of these banks, Jason, they can't take a loss like that. They'll be... Automated. Think about it this way: uh, At the end of the day, you got to pay your bills. You're out of money. You still got more bills. You got to sell something. Maybe you got to sell your car, right? You got to you got to sell some clothes, right? You got to sell some some jewelry. Whatever it be. you got to sell something to make ends meet. And for for you, well, loss, not a loss. I I, I got to sell it because I got to pay my bills. And, and right now, for these banks, if they sell it, Jason, they'll end up saying, "Well, gosh, we're, we're insolvent." Uh, and now the the government, the Federal Reserve, the FDIC are trying to come up with creative ways for us not to realize that they're insolvent. And look at Wall Street's at an all time high. At the same time, they're talking about well, we got to force everybody to use the discount window.
2: You know, if they lower rates, Joe, you know, to, to help with some of this mess, and and I think there's hardly anyone buying. You know, you've been reporting the auctions; there's not a lot of buyers for these treasuries. I, I think the Fed's balance sheet starts to go up. That'll be the that'll be where it all goes. You know, what is the what, 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 the end of this year? Could, wouldn't be surprised if the Fed's balance sheet was $12 trillion, right, $13 trillion. Hey, there's a war going on. Oh, we got to buy everything we possibly can to keep the markets floating. Are we heading that way, Joe? But hey, someone, there is one buyer, there is one buyer, and they don't have to actually put any skin in the game to buy them. Yep.
1: Silver dimes, rolls of 50 silver dimes, $90. Buy 24 or more, $85 at 800